Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguid Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dag Heward Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi.
Reverend Frank Adey, I want to thank you for coming all the way from Oxford um, to come and visit us this morning. God bless you. And please send our love to the latest grandpa in town when you go back to the UK. I also want to thank uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hoodwayfield. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Anku for coming to celebrate um, with me this morning. To my cousin, Anita Nelson from uh, Bank of Ghana. Just that we are not happy to see you because of where you are represented. But um, for the few moments you'll be here, we'll just consider you as a Christian sister. Amen. So that we don't pick it, we don't pick it. When you are driving your car, we will take these signs and write at the back, pay us our bonds. And no bonds, no movement or something. And then you'll be stuck here. And to James as well, I want to thank you. All the other people who are invited who came, thank you very much for coming. I want to share a short message with you that um, I believe is going to be a blessing, especially in the time that we live in. You see, Jesus Christ said that in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. As Pastor Samuel was saying, he sent me a long message. I also sent my pastor a long message to thank him for many years of um, leading me that brought me to a very, very good place where bond or no bond, it doesn't even affect anything about my life. You see, um, it's important to be precious in someone's eyes. You know, the Bible says of Jesus Christ that and he grew in favor and in stature both with man and with God. It is not enough to have man alone. It is also not enough to have God alone. You know, you, you cannot make it one without the other. John the Baptist was great in the sight of God, but he was killed by a human being who was angry with him. You know, so it is important that you live your life in such a way that human beings also like you. Joseph is a good example. The Bible says that his father loved him. He was a favorite child. God, uh, his father gave him a coat of many colors. But he was not wise enough to manage his relationship with his brothers straight into their pits. You know, so you should be careful, very careful about your, about the management of your human relationships. You see, you can be a politician. It's easy to say that um, I don't care whether you vote for me or not. I am, I am not the one who took your thumb and went to put it on the ballot. But it's easy to say that. But you see that when you now need the support of the people, you won't get it. You see, so if you are going to do well in life, it is important to secure the God part. It is also important to secure the human being part. And among the different human beings whose support you will need is a type of human being called a pastor. Yeah, you, 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 you need a pastor. You see, the Bible says in Jeremiah 3.15 that God gives you pastors after his own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You see, but in today's modern version of Christianity, we seek out pastors for ourselves. Usually pastors who don't offend us, pastors who only say good things to us, who only prophesy. You know, I feel sorry for the prophets, eh? because, you know, 
Many times they prophesy according to the needs of the people. I don't usually see prophets telling people that if somebody wants to travel, you tell them, don't, don't uh, travel. I usually see prophets say, I see you getting a visa. I see you going abroad. I see you having a child. I see, you know, you even see a hardened sinner on his way to hell. You see the prophet anointing him and wishing him well. You see prophets of God. That like Jesus Christ, God said that I prayed for this unbeliever musician to make it big. It is music. We are lost. The true prophets of God are after God's own heart and they feed you with what God wants you to become. And after um, how old am I? How old am I? How old am I? I don't know. 46 years. 46 years. You know, as I celebrate my 46 years, I can see how the input of my pastor in my life has made a whole lot of difference. Even in my relationship with my biological father, I see how his teachings shaped, shaped, directed, guided how the relationship with my biological father ended up in a good place. In a perfect place. Where by the time my father, my biological father died, his sisters, his stepsisters were telling me that. He told them, you know, when my father died, we were all in shock. And so when they came to the house the next day to greet my mother and everything, I was telling them how I became very close to my father and he was like a friend to me. Then his uh, stepsister told them, no, don't say that. Your father told us that you were like a brother to him. You were like a friend to him. You were like a counselor to him. You were his advisor. Then, no, wait, 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 let me finish. Then she ended by saying that your father said, in fact, you are everything to him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You see, and, and it didn't start out that way. You see, but if it had not ended in a good place, I would have been filled with regret. You see, because one of the painful things in life is to love somebody who doesn't love you back. Yeah, but through the teaching that my pastor, my father taught me, and that I imbibed and followed and obeyed, it made me end up in a good place with man. Not just with God, with man as well. You see, so many of you that my father did this, my father, you know, everybody's father is Samuel. But the way your father will be Samuel will be different from the way my father will be Samuel. But I think God has anointed fathers to be Samuel. I don't know how they are, but... I mean, if it's not some girlfriend they're going to get, then it's some uh, beating, they are beating you, or it's some boy you went to change that, they sack the boy in a way that disgraced you, all kinds of things. But if you can humble yourself and receive the teachings from a man to guide you, to direct you concerning your prosperity, if you were to follow the advice of your pastors, you would own a house and another house and another house. Yes. Apart from God, God doesn't teach you how to build a house. God will just tell you that a good man needs an inheritance for his children and his children's children. But then you need a step from a human being to guide you. That look, all these your high hills are many cement blocks. In each high hill is many cement blocks. In each high hill is two bags of cement. Yes. So some of you are walking cement blocks and walking bags of cement. You see, but you need a human being. 
what you what I just said is not in the Bible, but it's a human being who will teach you that each meal you eat is a bag of cement. So some of you have storing buildings in your belly, but you need a man, not God. You need a man to tell you that. So I also sent my pastor a long message from yesterday into today. Yes, when he replied, and I did part two to show gratitude for all the, the teaching that he's taught me that has brought me to a good place. Some of you are not married because of the pastors you have. Some of you are not happily married. You know, Valentine's Day, I did a, um, not Valentine's Day, the day after Valentine's Day, I did a survey. Oh, I was amazed. I don't know if I was jealous of my church members. The kind of experiences they were having on Valentine's ah, Day. I don't know if I was jealous of my church members. But I saw that by the way I've led them, that they've ended up in fantastic marital bliss. No, like bliss. Like heaven on earth. Oh, yes. I mean, not all of them. Some of them were saying that. I don't know if they say that. Some, I don't know if I, if I heard someone say that Valentine's is sex, sex, sex. So it's like, somebody said Valentine's is antichrist. No, but not, not in this church. Not in this church. Amen. Today, I just want to share with you three things and then we'll close. In 15 minutes. 10.35, so 25 minutes. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. What Jacob taught us about tithing. You see, the first time I paid my tithe was February 1998. That's what, 23 years. 23 years. And for 23 years, by the grace of God, I've been paying my tithe. I'm also happy to announce to you that I'm not paid by this church. It is so I'm not preaching this message, God, of something I'll get. See, if I was paid by this church, then I'll feel a bit, mm, am I sure about the reason why I'm preaching this message? Because I'll get something. But thankfully, whether you pay a million dollars or one dollar, it doesn't affect me in any way. So I feel free as I'm preaching it. That from February 1998 till now, I've been paying my tithe regularly. And if you were to ask me maybe one reason for, how should I say it? Please, are there any staff of GRE here? Let me see it by a wave of your hand. If you work at GRE or VAT office, I need to see a wave of your hand. Please inspect your neighbor, inspect your neighbor. Are they online? Are they online members? Look, if you were to ask me for the maybe the reason for the current state of my life, I may not say prayer because I don't pray as much as I should. I won't say the word of God because I don't know the word of God as much as I should. I won't say what again? What are the things? Fasting because I don't fast as much as I should. I won't say uh, preaching. Because I don't think I preach as well as I should. I won't say, I mean, look, the only thing I'll say is tithing. It is probably the most regular thing I've done. And Jesus, see, and the Bible says in Malachi 8 that you will return and see. 
that there is a difference between those who serve God and those who serve him not. When you pay your tithe, tithing creates a difference. And that's just what I want to share with you in a few minutes because I really love you. Really. Because as I'm preaching this morning, I am aware that one day I'll stand in front of the judgment seat of God and he'll question me about the preaching I preached today. So I'm trying to teach you. It. See, there are people here who are not in this church. I'm teaching you that when you go to your own church, because tithing is to God, not to a church. Tithing is to God, not to... So I'm not even teaching you pay tithe to this church. I'm teaching you to pay tithe as a culture. A good culture that you should have. It will change your life. And Jacob went out from Beersheba. Genesis chapter 28 verse 10. And he went to Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. Look, all night prayer meeting is not our ideal. Jacob is the one who introduced all night prayer. Because the sun was set and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Those of you who like giving excuses for everything, you can turn your stones into pillows. Hmm. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, and the land whereon thou liest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I mean, you can see it's come to pass. The seed of Jacob is Israel. And most logical advancement, most of the agricultural advancement comes from Israel. And behold, I am with thee. May God be with thee as you pay your tithe. And I will protect you in all places where thou goest. May God protect you in all places where thou goest. And I will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave you. May God always be with you. And so I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. You know, how your life will turn out, how your life will become, how things will go with you, always depends on how you think. You know, I was very sad. Eh? They interviewed um, Christian Achu's wife, you know, and she said that, Christian actually was planning to come to Ghana to visit his family. And that the night before, he changed his mind. The night before the earthquake, he changed his mind that he won't come again. That was so sad that he almost missed it. You know, and I said, if he had come to Ghana, he would have said, hey, I would have died, though. You see, the way you will become, eh, how things will turn out for you, at the point, it has nothing to do with God. Though. That's why Jesus Christ said, I'll show you a wise man. He's the one who hears my word and does it. And does it. And does it. 
You see, you will never amount to much if you don't do the word of God. The Bible says that it is the doers of the word and those hearers who shall be blessed in all their deeds. It is deeds that bring blessings, not faith. Show me your faith without your words. You know, I was looking at um, Juliet singing. And on, uh, when was it? I was talking to my brother and telling him that, you see this girl, she sang a song. And when she sang that song in the way I wanted it sang, her life may be until Jesus comes. It's changed. Yes, until Jesus comes. Because as she was singing the song, like um, Herodias' daughter, who danced, and the Bible says, and she pleased her father, and her father said, what? Ask anything you want, give it to the half of my kingdom. No, I mean, not that I'll give you half of my kingdom, I'm just giving an example. <laughs> you see, that you can do something, eh, and an important person will be so moved that he, I was sitting there, what can I do for this girl? What can I do for this girl? What can I do? As she was singing, I was just saying, what can I do for this girl? Everything about her life changed from that song. You know, and I was talking to my mother and when I was playing the song he sang for her, I didn't tell my mother in law anything. As she finished singing, then my mother in law told me, Apostle, I think you should adopt that girl and take care of her. Please adopt that. Yes, my mother in law. And I was just smiling to myself in the car. You see, be careful about your deeds. Be careful. Never say, I don't care. As soon as you hear these words, I don't care. It's about something you know you should care about. That You rebelliously are trying to go against common sense and what is good for you. I don't care at the final words you say before your distraction starts. And Jacob awaked. I don't know if it's good English, but once it's in the Bible, it is good English. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. But may you know that the Lord is here. And Jacob was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had set for his pillows. And he set it up for a pillar, that a memorial. And he poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. Now look at verse 20. And Jacob bowed a vow saying, If God will be with me, now, remember that in verse 15, God said, Behold, I will be with you, and I'll protect you. Where that when I'll bring you to this place, I won't leave you. Now, look at what Jacob says in verse 20. If God will be with me, and if God will keep me in this way that I go, and if God will give me bread to eat and clothes to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that God shall give me, I will surely give the tenth part unto him. Amen. Amen. This morning, I just want to share with you about what Jacob taught us about tithing. 
and then we'll close. Just three short points and then we close. What Jacob taught us about tithing. One, Jacob showed us that people who pay tithe have had a deep spiritual encounter with God. Look, tithing is the most nonsensical mathematical equation in the world where we actually teach and believe and practice that 100 minus 10 is equal to 500. <laughs> Look, if you've not had an encounter with something also that doesn't make sense that you cannot explain, you cannot also involve yourself in something that you cannot explain that 100 minus 10 is equal to 500. But I tell you, it does not make sense. But if you look at trend analysis, you see that everybody who practices that 100 minus 10 seems to inexplicably, equally nonsensically end up at a 500. <laughs> you can't explain it. You can't explain it. One brother was sharing his testimony in his detail. Look, Apostle, every year, when I calculate my tithe at the end of the year, the tithe I pay has doubled. Then he said, including the year when I didn't have a job for six months. Still, at the end of the year, the tithe had doubled. And you only pay tithe on your income. So it's like God has some mysterious way of making 10 minus or 100 minus 10 equal to 500. I can't explain it to you. But you see, we should understand that when you come to God, the Bible says that you must believe that he is. That you should first of all believe in the existence of something that you cannot see, you cannot hear, you cannot explain. That frankly, you have no reason to believe that it is true. But faith believes in the unseen. In the reality of the unseen. And like I said, you can't explain it. But when you look at the end of the day, you see that the people who seem to pay tithe seem to be far more prosperous than those who don't. I was reading a one that was on, on a plane, and I was reading a magazine, and they said that the difference between Bill Gates and Steve Jobs is that Steve Jobs was the only billionaire who never had a charity. They said in the whole of the rich people, but he never had a charity. And then they said that in 10 years, Microsoft may disappear, but Bill Gates will be there. And in 10 years, Apple will be there, but Steve Jobs will disappear. And so has it become. Many young people have never heard of Steve Jobs. But when Steve Jobs was Steve Jobs, hey, he was Steve Jobs. <laughs> when Steve Jobs was founder of Apple, I mean, he was the man, but never gave to charity. Today, nobody knows about him. But Bill Gates, always giving to this, giving to this, giving to this, giving to this. Many other tech companies have come up. Bill Gates, the name Bill Gates, still sends powerful ways in the world. Never be somebody who doesn't give. You don't pay your tithe. Look, and they, look. Somebody has given you 100. He says, give me 10. If I was God, certainly. Jimbe. If I was God. I mean, I don't understand God. How do I give you 100 and then take 10? It's too small. 
You see, but Jacob taught us that it was when he woke up from the dream and said, look, I've encountered God. If God will keep me, this desert I'm in, I don't know what's going to happen to me. This economic haircut we are going through. Do you know economic haircut? If you don't know, I can bring the bank of Ghana girl to teach you economic haircut. You also need to say that, look, if God takes me through this haircut, whether I come out as punk or ponytail or um, half bow or mohawk or dreadlocks, if God will be with me, but wig is not part. If, 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 if God will be with me and I come out of this and scar, it's a sign that his presence has been there. Yeah. I remember when I was in India, I was working in India. One day I went to Vietnam to work and I was in my hotel when uh, my assistant pastor called me that the government had just made an announcement that at 9 p.m., that from midnight, three hours later, the uh, top two denominations cease to be legal tender. Hey! I mean, imagine in the UK, they say three, um, 150 pound notes will not be used again like from 9 p.m. Use all your notes before midnight. Charlie, <laughs> I had because of GRA people, I don't want to tell you how much money I had in a safe in India, in that currency. But, you know, that guy was not very educated, so I thought he didn't say it well. So, I wasn't so, I was like, really, are you sure? Okay, okay. Then a few minutes later, my administrator called me. She's a lawyer. And she said, Reverend, <laughs> The prime minister had just announced that, so she finished speaking with the seats, but I added that, so what are the implications? What does it mean? She said, it means that you have to use all the money to either buy fuel between 9 p.m. and midnight, like use it. I said, but the time is 9.30. Hey, Charlene, I couldn't think that I was hot. I was in an air-conditioned room. I was sweating. I said, I curse the man. That man that he's alive today is a sign that not all curses work. <laughs> the province of India. If he's alive today, it's a sign that not all curses, that, that God doesn't just answer curses. I curse the man. Cut off his neck. Okay, so, hello. One day I said, this man, I'll meet him at the gate of heaven. When I hear that he's coming, that day I'll go out. And when he's coming, I'll say, Peter, this man, I know him. What he did to us. You should never, even if he's born again, let him wait till everybody has entered before you question him about why. Look, the guy terrorized me. But to the glory of God, I think I was the only person who never lost one dollar. Wow. Oh, yes. God guided me. Tens of thousands of dollars in that. God will show me. Don't, don't believe them. If they say that from today, all charities can come and deposit, don't believe it's a trap. Then I'll, then I'll tell my advisor, don't send the money. Do it like this. God says it's a trap. Do it. Then the next thing you say, all charities that deposit, come and explain how the money came. That's what's going on in Nigeria now. Ghana, 
What's happening in Ghana is nothing compared to what's going on in Nigeria. Ghana, look, in Nigeria, you can, as, as of today, you cannot withdraw more than 2,000 naira a day, which is like one, no, less, like 80 cents a day. You know, the African leaders, they are blessed. <laughs> Number two, Jacob taught us that tithing was a way of showing gratitude to God. Even in our culture, when you go to school, your parents send you to school, university, this, that, that, you get a job. The culture is that your first salary, you give it to your father to say thank you. So well, saying thank you to him. You know, and the same with the Bible says that if the first part of the lamp is holy, then the rest of the lamp is holy. So when you get your salary, it's a way of coming to say thank you to God because you can work and not be paid. Many people, you see that, after three months, they pay them for one month, then one month, they say there's no, and now with this economic situation, ah, 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 you really, if you get your salary, you really need to not just pay your tithe, you should kneel down as you pay your tithe. Just pay your tithe is not enough because now your boss can tell you that, Charlie, as they cut his hair, he's cutting your hair. We are in a barbershop economy. I, they cut my hair, I cut your hair. Yes. So what at the end of the month, your salary comes intact. Ah, you should run to the altar and say, Lord, I want to thank you. It is you who has kept my work. It is you who has kept my job. It is you who has even given my boss the kindness. Because Charlie, the way Ghana is now, no, now nobody even argues again. When they don't pay you, sort of understand your boss who didn't pay you. We are all now in the country. We've never seen what's happening before. Companies leaving. South African government are complaining that South African companies are being unduly discriminated against in Ghana. That the tax they make them pay is far higher than other foreign companies. So they are pulling out. Instead of attracting... Anyway, what was I saying? God's protection and his provision. You should thank God. When you pay your tithe, you get a say, Oh God, thank you. If it was not for you, my company would have collapsed. My this would have happened. This person wouldn't have paid me. You are paid. You should come to God and say, Lord, I want to thank you. That cities now in Ghana, one day someone went to the Floyd Bureau with dollars to change into cities. The Floyd Bureau told him that we don't have cities. It's finished. I went to the bank last week. I waited for one hour, 20 minutes for a few seconds until I left. And I told the president, when the money eventually comes, call me. I left. If you are wise in Canada, you put your seat in the bank again. You don't know the next announcement. That all those with more than 10 Ghana cities report to Cantonment Police Station to come and explain the source of your Ah, how you became a billionaire with 10 Ghana cities in your account. So, yes. So, everybody's now keeping cash or momo. And now they become jealous. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, God, help us. But Nigeria is wilder. They are going to do elections and they are, and see and they are afraid that their enemy will win the elections. So they said every 
they 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 are wild out. They they printed new naira notes. We've not got in there. They new naira notes, but the guy has old old naira notes. So they printed new ones to catch one mark. Hey, Charlie, you're more boy anyway. So did anybody bring your old naira notes? Then when they bought, everybody bought it. Then they said, you can't withdraw it. Because they are afraid you use it to bribe people. Mm-hmm. As well, they said, you can only withdraw 10,000 naira a day. Then they reduced it to 5,000 naira a day. Now they reduced it to 2,000 naira a day. Last week, banks didn't open. And they began to burn banks in Nigeria. Because so, as for Ghana, we are far better. We like the no, we don't like the haircut. <laughs> if if there are no hair to be cut, don't say we like the haircut. <laughs> and finally, finally, Jacob taught us that tithing was a personal covenant with God for protection and prosperity. Let me tell you something. I have discovered for my personal life that tithing is the open secret to prosperity. He said, prove me now if you pay your tithe. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much that you will not have room enough to contain it. You see, and Jesus showed us that he can bless you with more than you can eat. When Peter and Paul went to fish, and the Bible says they toiled all night and caught nothing, their bonds were not paid. Then in the morning... In the morning, Jesus stood at the shore and said, Children, have you uh, cast your net at the right side? And, and the Bible said, when Peter cast his net on the right side, they caught so much fish that their net began to break. And he looked, he said that, and they had to call their partners to come and help them to catch what God had given them. And the Bible ends by saying, for it was so much. Do you know that I was reading yesterday, said the top 10 richest cities in Africa. Accra. Your Accra. Nine lives in Accra. Accra. What at number eight, richest city in Africa. Yes. Your same haircut, Accra. Richest city in Africa. I was reading and I said, and the cities with the largest number of new millionaires. Accra. Number six. You are Accra. President William Nana Adotanko's capital. Number six with the largest new billionaires in Africa. So if you are poor, it's you who is poor. It's not everybody who is poor. Yes. You should try to join yourself because there's so much money in Ghana. That Ghanaian who they went to make a scapegoat for the economic end. Adoboli or Adoli, what was his name? Adoboli. When they released them, the government of Ghana contracted him to come and analyze our banking system. Do you know the first thing he said? He said he has never seen a country with so much liquidity like Ghana before. Yes. When they showed him bank balances, he said, no, there's too much money sitting down, just breathing. Like the money is not working, it's only breathing. Why do you think President will say, Sika and Pedede, when you are sleeping, you don't make noise? 
much money in Ghana? Yes. The man said that we need to start developing uh, investment things for people to invest their money because people's money is just sitting down. Charlie, brother, if you are poor as you, not everybody is poor in Ghana. Yes. And pay your tithe and join him. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the righteous. God has a way of transferring wealth supernaturally that you will get some. He can show you how to cast your net at the right side. You see, like our dear brother of uh, blessed memory, it was just a thought. I won't go to visit and cry again. He's dead. You can also have a thought. Let me go and make friends with this person. You'll be surprised at what the person will do for you. One day, I think it was Christmas. I was sitting down and somebody brought me a gift. As I was talking to the person and thanking the person for the gift, then I started having visions of, um, of um, the person's business. I said, I, I, I've just had a vision of your business. You can do this and this and this. See, the Bible says it is the Lord that teaches me to profit and shows me the way in which I should go. You see, God can show you to become a millionaire. God can show you how to prosper. God can show you what business to do. God can also show you what business you should not do. Like I said, I was in India. God showed me that your, that your money is sitting down. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. By the end of the day, I didn't lose one single dollar. Yes. Both my money and the churches, but not one dollar. God can show you step by step. God can even show you this boy, if you marry him, eh, the poverty that will come to your life, you will never even believe it. This girl, she looks humble. She said, high maintenance. Do you know high maintenance? There are different kinds of cars. Eh? Uh, One day, some, somebody was telling me how much uh, uh, it cost him to fill his tank of his car. I said, that's like my phone you said for one day. That's your full tank. You see, some things that they are high maintenance. Some women are like that. High maintenance. Meanwhile, you, your salary is 820 CDs before deduction. Uh, before deduction. <laughs> you are the kind of girl you say you love. <laughs> high maintenance girl. Meanwhile, you cannot maintain yourself. Oh. It cannot be that God is the one who has spoken to you to go and marry such a girl. It cannot be. Meanwhile, maybe your aim is not to find a wife. Your aim is actually to find a provider. Yes. You're going to take a high maintenance girl. I heard one day somebody was driving a Range Rover. Then he went to the four station to. <laughs> To buy fuel. <laughs> Just buy your fuel and go. Why do you have to explain to the fuel attendance? Attendance. Why you are buying 25 Ghana CDs fuel and that you are just going here and come? Why do you have to discuss with the uh, fuel attendance? You got to buy a car that is that the maintenance of the car is bigger than you. Now you you now you are making the four attendant, your friend. That, oh, just give me 25 cents. I'm just going here. <laughs> but when you pay your tithe, you'll be surprised that 
your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. The Bible says the thoughts of the diligent tend to plenty. Your thoughts. Some of you sleep too much. Too much sleep. The Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest. God will show you. God, God will if some of you, you wake up in the night. Instead of seeing that God has woken me up to pray or God has woken me up to learn. <laughs> that the reason for your waking up without a reason, your, your alarm has not sounded. It's so you will learn. But then you wake up and you start to chat. And you wonder why you are failing exams. Yes. Don't come and say that there's a witch that when you learn, it removes, like the witch comes to remove the thing from your head. I learn, and then the witch comes to remove what I've learned from It is you who is not diligent. The Bible says that, see thou a man diligent, he sits on his ass and learns. Oh, yes, not pray. Christians pray too much. Pray too much. can get a poor and still fail because even if you get a poor, you should still learn it. Somebody said that Christians are the only people who think they can reap when they've not sold. Apart from Christians, everybody knows that you have to reap so you can sow. But faith. Look, there are some kind of girls here. If you are a wise brother, you know that if I propose to the girl, like she has to bounce me. She has to, like, if, like, like that's what should happen. Now, now, you've exercised faith and not wisdom. As you've gone and they bounced you, as an apostle, the girls who are coming, they are very proud. They are very proud. And the spirit of God is not, is, is, is not in them. They don't move according to faith. It's you who is not wise. A little wisdom, you know that, oh, this one. But even God, it's not every woman he went to propose to. He looked down. Then he chose one humble one. You are going to propose to Atalia when God is proposing to Mary. You're going to propose to Atalia. How can it work? How can it work? Even God didn't choose Atalia. When you <laughs> listen, listen, when you pay your tithe, God will guide your thoughts. He said, The thoughts of the diligent, He said, It is the Lord who teaches me. God will speak to you. The Bible says that it is God who will give you the power to get wealth. Many years ago, many years ago, when the dollar was around one, two, three, I told people. Save your money in dollars. Everybody open a dollar account. Many years ago, maybe eight or nine years ago, ten years ago. Some believe me. Some don't. Those who believe me, one day, one of them told the apostle, to be honest with you, I don't know whether I'm happy or sad that the dollar is at 15. I don't know if I'm happy or sad. Because, you see, the way your thought works, the way your mind works, the, the way you reason, God can guide it. 
When they wanted to kill Jesus, the Bible says that God died and him. Go to Egypt. Don't stay in ah, Israel. Go to Egypt. They want to kill you. Finally, personal covenant with God for protection and prosperity. When you are tired, God protects you. He said, if you protect me and bring me back, I remember one night I was driving home. And as I drive, I saw a car at the end of the road. It was parked. Then I said, hmm, what kind of car is this that's parked? With the lights on. So I became a bit. So when I when I parked, see, I parked so so that the, whoever was in the car would see that I'm afraid of him. Then he would sort of move. But he wasn't moving. So I decided to turn around and go to back to the main road. When I turned and began to move, then the car too began to move. Yeah. Then when I began to speed, the car too began to speed. Yeah. Then I said, Oh, today is what? Today. Yeah. Hey! Speed! The car too was speeding. And my wife was six months pregnant in the car at around 2 a.m. or so. Suddenly, I looked in my side mirror. Then I saw there was a police pickup. So as soon as I saw there was a police pickup, then I put on my trafficator to park. See, I put on the trafficator so that they would see that I surrendered. <laughs> yes. So that they would see that I surrendered and I'm parking. But they didn't put their red and blue lights on. So when I parked, Charlie, I think that day it was my tie that saved me. Because my mind was that I am going to get to Spintex Road. If I get to Spintex Road, like it's a busy place in the night, there are cars moving. No armed robber will chase you on Spintex Road like that. So when I parked, then I saw the police making with AK 47s. Everybody, anti armed robbery squad. Cocking their guns. <laughs> My wife was fast asleep with six months pregnancy. So I got down from the car and raised my hands and began to shout at them. Because Charlie, the way it is, the best form of defense is attack. So I began to shout. Why did he do that? Like they also began to shout back. Because they had just killed a pregnant woman that danced so much, I think a week before it was a big case in Ghana. So then they explained to me that there were some armed robbers they were chasing in the area who had escaped them so that they were on earth. So when they saw my car coming and I stopped, they assumed it was the armed robbers who had seen them and stopped. So when I turned, they thought it was the armed robbers trying to run away from them. So they decided not to put their light on so that the armed robbers wouldn't know it is them. Then they showed me a junction. If, if my car had parked here, the junction was at their pulpit. And I told them, so they asked me why I was speeding. And I told them that I was speeding to get to Spintex Road so that it's safer there. Then they told me that the reason why they were cocking their gun was because they had decided in their car that they would not allow me to get to Spintex Road. That this junction, like my car is here, the junction is here. That if I cross this junction, they will spray the car. Yeah. Hey, I was afraid though. <laughs> so we're shouting 
Because now they also had panicked that they were just about to kill innocent people again. That as I'm saying, I'll get to Sprinted Road by all means, they have also decided that you will never get to Sprinted Road. You see, but that's where you see that the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of the law. You see, you never know the importance of how your mind works on everything in your life. Every, every decision comes from the way your mind works. That's why on Friday night at the Together Forever Love concert, I was talking about Five keys to getting a beloved and staying as a beloved because you can become a beloved, but a beloved, it won't keep long. Yes, or you can even get married, but so you shift from beloved to wife. And remember that, you know, we don't want to marry wives, we want to marry beloveds. Yes. Be nice. I never mentioned prayer. Marriage is not a spiritual relationship. Marriage is a physical, earthly. The Bible says that for in heaven they marry not. <laughs> yes. If you are going to be happily married, eh, you must use earthly strategies. Not prayer is over. One day I was talking to my wife. I said, I want to talk to you. I want to ask her a question. Where did she say? I said, hey. Stop praying when I'm talking to you. Stop, I'm talking. When I finish what I'm saying, you can go back and continue praying. Say, oh, sorry, sorry. Then one day, too, I, she, I was talking to her, she said, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I said, I'm going. When you finish praying, come and go. I, I, I don't want to talk to an angel. If I want to talk to an angel, I'll go to Achia Mountains. But so long as I'm at home, I'm not looking for an angel to chat with. I said, stop praying. <laughs> Look, be serious here. I, I married a human being, not an angel. Or Jesus. Or the Holy Spirit. That's why we teach, be nice. If you're a woman, be nice. If you're a man, work hard and be rich. Throughout the Bible, the pattern for marriage is Rich man marries a pretty girl from Genesis to Revelation. Always. And Abraham was rich. Sarah was fair. Isaac was rich. As for Isaac, there was too bad. Rebecca, when she saw the bone, she said, I'm going. She had not even seen Isaac before. When she saw the gold, the cloth, the engagement, she told her father, her father said, it just did one more day. I thought, I will see you. Said, I'm off. This morning I've seen, I'm not staying here again. Look. The girls have asked me to tell you that this poor man agenda is not working. Work hard and be rich. Yeah? Because you, you don't have money, but you want to marry a, a fair girl. Why? Why? You do your part, let the girl too do her part. Yes. Jacob too. When he was looking for a wife, there was Leah and there was Rachel. Do you know the meaning of Rachel? Rachel means beautiful of form and stature. Leah means tender eyes. Jacob looked at tender eyes and said, what, what do we use eyes for? What is the use of eyes? Please, give me the one with the beautiful form and such. Yeah! Yes, yes, yes! That's why I said on Friday, practical things, so the way your mind works. When experienced 
Naomi was guiding, uh, what the girl say? Ruth. How to find a husband. Step number one was what? Bath. Can you imagine it? Bath. First step to finding a beloved, bath. Second step, smell nicely. Third step, dress well. One day, one day, one day, I saw a husband. He said, The cloth my wife was wearing when I left to go to work in the morning was the same cloth she was wearing around her chest when I came home in the evening. You see, and people who don't know these facts will wonder why the marriage didn't work. But you see, he didn't marry John the Baptist. And neither did he want to marry John the Baptist. Yes. Practical things that help. The way, the way a woman's mind should work. That I should be nice. I should be free. I should not be argumentative. Yeah. The way a man's mind should, I should be, I should work hard. To be rich. I see people complaining about, about the, the government. I say, you too, as a man, you are the head of your whole. So you are the president of uh, Samuel Edu Republic. Yeah. Yes, Republic of Samuel Edu. So you too, your house. You say they've uh, not done road. You too, how is your house? You say they've not done this. How is your bedroom? You too, you, you are the president. So in your own kingdom, how is it like? Don't blame the government for things that you also are. You say there's no water. Have you also dug a borehole in your house? You say there's no light. It's true. Have you also bought a generator? Stop blaming the girls to the way you are. The Bible says that anyone born in this kingdom becomes poor. Will your wife be poor because she has married you? What will her experiences be? This is this how your mind has nothing to do with prayer. Nothing to do with prayer. How does it bring rice to the uh, uh, table? How does it bring rice? If you say, if you see something, then there's chicken on the table. No. You work hard. The Bible says that for it is important for a man to bear the yoke. Yoke is difficult and hard in his youth. Not to become a fraud boy. Work hard. Go to school. One of the saddest things is you see many girls doing their master's degree and you see boys stopping at first degree. So sad. So sad. So sad. But when you pay your tithe, there's a way that God will influence your mind. Make you think, look, I should do my masters so that my opportunities to get better jobs will increase. God will speak to you. Look, dress properly. Not like uh, Rita Mali or like some Bob Mali's wife or some dreadlocked person. Dress decently. When God was looking for ah, uh, Someone to bring forth his child. He went to a virgin. God will speak to you. Keep yourself. God will show you practical things. Don't argue with your boss at work. One pastor was arguing with his 
leader and he was sacked. Then he went to complain to his friends in the secular world. To his shock, his friends told him, are you saying you, with, you stood up to your bishop? Then his friends were going to report the church looking for sympathy told him that for insubordination, you deserve to be served. Yes, insubordination. God, where you pay your time, God will show you that challenge. A boss, he may be wrong, but don't fight with him. Just keep quiet and keep your job. Choose whether you want your job or you want to be right. Yeah. But choose your boss or your pride. Choose. You find yourself a poor man very quickly. But you see, as you pay your title and you shall return. And you will see that there's a difference. Big difference between those who serve the Lord and those who serve him not. Let's stand to our feet. <laughs> Just pray for yourself as we close. Like Jacob. Ask for a revelation of the tithe. You see, a tithe is not a way for pastors to finance their rich lifestyles. <laughs> but that's how I used to think when I was an unbeliever. Eh? That, you know, when you pay your tithe, then go buy gold-plated Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> You've criticized pastors before. <laughs> I pray for yourself. That may God give you a revelation like he gave to Jacob. Without a revelation, you, I mean, you truly cannot pay your tithe because you, you have no reason to. But ask those who pay their tithe. It is something they, they cannot stop doing. They see the benefits. They see the results. They see the blessings that come with it. Pray to the Lord and say, Lord, give me a revelation. said, I'll be young and I'm now old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken or his seed back for bread. Pray for yourself for a personal, personal revelation of the benefits of the time. I pay time by the grace of God. Oh, 23 years we are in February. Exactly 23 years I will pay Without fail, it's the greatest secret of And I think that God has brought me to a good place. Everything that He has promised in the Bible, I have seen. Yes. And God is not a respecter of persons. Everything that He has promised, you will also see. If you do the same. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church. But if you would like to rededicate your life to God, I'd like to pray with you on this special Sunday. Please just lift up your right hand. Stand wherever you are and lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to rededicate your life to God. Lord, say, Lord, I want to come back to you and have a better personal relationship with you. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'll see you and I'll pray with you and then we'll end the service. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing. Please come to me in front and we'll pray together. 
just so we can see if you lifted up your hand, please come. Please come to me in front here. We will pray together and then we will close and go home. Oh, clap for him as he comes. God bless you. God bless you. Let us pray together. I want the rest of the congregation to join us. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your blood. This morning, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my personal Savior. Please write my name in your book of life so that when I die, I will come to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Please go with our brother. He'll talk to you for just two minutes and then you'll join us again. Please clap for them as they go, as we take our seats.